All right, we're back. This is episode nine of This One's For You. I am incredibly excited for this one. There is no way in a million years I ever would have expected this episode to happen, but I have two of my best friends from back home. We have Kyle. How's it going? We have Austin. What's going on? And this is Two and a Half Hicks. Um, so when I first started this podcast, I never really expected people from back home to like kind of even hear about it, to kind of be interested in it, to even want to be in it. And I would say probably about a month ago, I got a text from these two guys in our group chat that um, they're like, hey, man, I really like the podcast. Um, like, can we be on it? And at the time, these two were drunk as fuck. And I don't think it was that serious at the time. I think they just kind of wanted to bust my balls and like, you know, you just know, give yeah. just give me a hard time. Exactly but like, right. we kind of got talking about it a little more. And I was like, no, like, actually, like, although you're trying to bust my balls, like there's some like fun shit we could do with this. Um, so we came up with a few topics and we decided that um, we we're going to sit down and just kind of talk through some shit. Uh, we've been drinking for a couple, two, three hours now. Um, as soon as I crack this first one, this will be drink number 13 for the night. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, I never would have thought in a million years that we'd actually be doing this. Um, so we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, so like I said, Kyle Austin, two of my best friends from back home, and uh, we've known each other for basically as long as I could remember um, friends of mine. Since we're high to a grasshopper, that's right. I met Kyle um, kindergarten fucking way, way, way back when. Um, we've known him ever since. And then I think we met what? Second, second grade? Second or third. Second grade. We had missed. No, we ain't, we ain't going to say her name. But we met uh, pretty early on elementary school. And, uh, you know, ever since then, we got, we've been pretty close all the way through high school, middle school. Um, obviously, since college, I moved away and these two kind of stayed back home. But, um, you know, we've kept in contact ever since then. And we've tried to, you know, make it a, a priority to get together every time I'm back home and, and do something together. And this is just a, a further example of that. Um, so without further ado, I'll give both of these guys a little bit of a chance to introduce themselves, um, you know, and kind of give you an idea of what these guys are all about. So we'll go ahead and start with Kyle. Well, uh, it's my first podcast. Might be a little spotty here and it's there, right. but uh, yeah, like Pete said, you know, we've gone way back about kindergarten. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Knock my tooth out at your birthday party. Kindergarten or first grade. Or You're doing the worm. Yeah. Dancing. Knock my tooth out. Um, yeah. I mean, me and Pete go way back. For Gotta sure. Hopefully you share some good stories with you guys today. Absolutely. All right, Ames, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I've known these guys for a while. I ain't got a good memory, so I can't remember too much. But hey, that's better than nothing. Good, good times are good times. Good times are good times. We're going to finish that with a little sip of the beer. But um, so we'll go ahead and get into it. Like you two guys have a very unique perspective compared to most of the people that we've had on. And um, I think one of the best things that we can get into that you guys are very well versed at is uh, is hunting. It's not something that I'm very versed at by any means at all. But, um, you know, I think one of the things compared to my general audience is like how you guys go about it and like your perspective on it in general. So like a lot of people, I feel like these days have a tendency to say like, oh, hunting, you know, it's so barbaric. Like, how can you do that? 
how can you do that to another like living creature and like as fucked up as that is for us to like think about and like for you guys especially to digest i just kind of like want to have you guys like share your perspective on that and like where you guys come from in hunting because i know for you two it's not just about like you know just killing the animal and like that's it like a lot of people think it's like a very bar barbaric process and like that's where it ends so like i want to know what your guys's perspective would be on that well i mean i guess the quickest simplest way to put it is i mean a man's got to fucking eat right i mean yeah you can go to the grocery store you can buy a pound of burger whatever it may be but nice knowing where your food came from exactly they, they can say you know it's all grass fed and all this safe shit but I mean, how much of that is true? I mean, go out in the woods, you can harvest a deer, duck, goose, bear. You have a fairly good idea of where it's coming from, habitat it came from, so the stuff it was eating. And even when you're you know, processing that game, you can have the opportunity to cut open the stomach to actually see what it was feeding on and, you know, what, what it, but, you know, the life of that animal was. So you get a little more respect for it rather than just kind of going and going to fucking McDonald's, you're buying a, Pounder and that shit isn't even like true meat. No, I mean you got you buy a fuck thing of chicken nuggets. You got right. beaks in there. You got feet in there. You got greasy fucking gizzards. Food. You don't know the fucks in there. Right. So that's kind of I guess my way to break it down. Quick elevator pitch. I guess you could call right. it. Right. Absolutely. And what it's, would you it's say? Nice knowing that you can provide. You know, you went out, put the time in, and brought home. I can I'd say the bacon, but right. tender tenderloins or venison or anything like that brought right. home the food. No, absolutely. And the other thing too is I feel like a lot of people will say, "Well, like that's very barbaric. Like, how could you like take a life and like how could they suffer?" Well, the thing is, is if you actually you know take the time to invest in this, to train yourself correctly, and to actually like try and be decent at this. The point is, is there is no suffering for the animal with this. No. If you do it right, right, it's a single shot, and that's it. It ends yeah. there, right? Quite, quite so can you guys together. elaborate on elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're spending years of, I guess you could say, practice and training. You know, you, have, you know, every state has the regulations and guidelines you have to go through for your hunter safety course or firearm safety, your bow safety, all that stuff. You know, plenty of rounds of target practice of right. predicting every possible circumstance you can think of when being in the field you know say you're hunting deer you know you gotta you know keep an eye out for obstructions every which way that deer is facing so you can make that clean quick ethical shot right so right when that bullet hits that deer it's dead and it's just running on nerves and adrenaline and it's you know a nice easy clean shot so that deer is not suffering you know that right. goes for every game species absolutely what about you I mean, Probably a lot of what he's saying. Pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm also gonna say that I mean it's it's quite an adrenaline rush when you know you did that and mm -hmm. it's it's just nice, I'm gonna say. I mean, besides the, the fact of just even if you don't see anything going out hunting or get anything, it's still nice just to go out, sit in the woods, it's quiet, you know, it's peaceful. You're you're out just doing your own thing just collecting your thoughts it's it's kind of like a some people would say meditation sort of thing it's just no absolutely it's just a place to get out and escape from everyday life from the rush and just it is what it is it's just you go out 
and just yourself. That's it. Right. You can be by yourself. Yep. You're not you're not concerned with all the other shit that's going no, on. Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's time to yourself. It's time to yourself. Right. It's you you can think about anything and you ain't mm-hmm. gotta worry about nothing. Absolutely. So like one of the other things though is like a lot of people, like I was saying before, will say that, you know, like the whole process is very barbaric. So like when you actually get the kill, right? You're not in a situation where you're like trying to make it very agonizing for the animal, right? No, like you're no, in a, you're no. in a position where you're trying to make the kill as efficiently and effectively as possible, so that there's no suffering going on. Oh, yeah. That you get the kill, and then as soon as it's done, you know you go about your business, you bring it home, you know you do everything that you have to do to get it prepped and yeah. ready, you know, ready to eat when it comes time for that. So, I mean, can you elaborate on that at all, or is that you know? That's pretty much. Pretty much it. Pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, might might sound corny to some people, but my uncle. Oh fuck. Yeah, good point. I'm not I'm not religious, you know, by any means, too much or anything like that. But my uncle taught me this thing. It's just an extra thing of respect for that animal. Once Absolutely. you know, main thing for deer, you know, the bigger game. Shoot a deer. He goes. You always take a piece of grass or corn or you know some type of browse from a twig or whatever. Put it in its mouth after you kill it. That way it has something to munch on on its way to the afterlife, you know, to the deer heavens or something like that. Just right. an extra mutual respect, you know, that you're giving thanks to, you know, an animal that sacrificed its life. Granted, it, you know, didn't have the choice, but it, you know, its life is providing, you know, me, my family, friends, you know, an opportunity to eat. Right. It's kind of that, that mutual respect you have to have for these animals that some people might not understand, and, you know, that we have for these creatures it's not just like you said, you're saying a barbaric thing we're not just going out killing them yet you know cut the horns off bring it home it's it's, it's nothing not like that. it's nothing like that right absolutely and and the other thing too is like it's i mean you're using it like it's it serves a purpose right you're bringing it home it's a source of nutrients you're actually getting a meal out of it it's not like you're just it's just you're just killing to kill like there's a point behind it like yes there is kind of like a, a point to where you know you get the kill and like Oh, it's a, I got a 10 point buck. Right. And you can kind of brag, brag yeah. against your friends yeah. or whatever. But at the end of the day, like if you're, you know, a hunter, that's actually worth a shit, like you're actually going to, you know, go through the entire process as, you know, professionally and as efficiently as you can. And at the end of the day, you're going to have that meat to feed yourself and your family. Like that's ultimately yeah. what it boils down to. Exactly. Like as much as people like to try and, you know, talk up this whole process is, you know, how fucked up it is, how yeah. how torturous it is. That's really not what it is. Is at the end of the day, it's a very simple process. And the fact of the matter is that this is how things used to happen. Like this is, you know, thousands of years ago, this is what the human species did to survive. Exactly. And that's as simple as it is. And, and people today try and throw, you know, all these other barriers in there that try and make it as convoluted and as complicated and try and make you seem like, you know, you're the worst people in the world. And that's really not what it is. It's just it's just people that have a, a a great sense of respect for you know natural life and kind of just the entire process of of being being a, a human being and you know trying to survive on natural terms and yeah. trying to fucking you know go to McDonald's and have these super ultra high processed meals and yeah. it's just a way of being kind of self self reliant on yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you can rely on yourself to, yeah. to be able to feed your own family. Yeah. And like one of the, you know, there's always, there's millions of 
hunters out there and there's you know there's gonna be like that one percent that are those fucking scumbags yep that, there, there's and that's what the media highlights exactly the, the ones that give the bad name which, to everybody to everybody which is what ruins it for every for all of us yeah there's absolutely such, there's such a large portion and population of you know lawful ethical hunters millions right. and there's that one percent that like you said, media captures and highlights these scumbags going out poaching yep. deer, jacking yeah. deer, cutting the antlers off, and just you know degrading these animals. And that's not what a lot of it is like no. in, in reality. Just that one percent out of millions, you yeah. know, ruin it for everybody. A lot of I don't know if a lot of people know. I mean, you know, nationwide hunters are the most provide the most, I guess, money. I don't know if I'm wording that right, but they provide the most financial support. For conservation across the nation millions of hunters you know they're paying for tags they're paying for supplies and mm-hmm. animal stuff like that all these yeah, things are put towards the people that actually do it right yeah that, that do it right are paying for these conservation efforts to go in you know whether it be new wetlands new wildlife yeah. refuges you know stuff like that that's providing better habitat environment ecosystems whatever for these these animals so we can continue to go out and harvest their population can thrive you know, it gives them, you know, scientists better understanding how they can go out, record data on different species. So it's these ethical and lawful hunters that are paying the conservation efforts to go out and do that or paying a very large portion of it, which I don't think a lot of people know or realize that. Yeah, right. like Absolutely. the money for like tags and licenses and all that goes back. It's that's what the like the fund is for adding in wetlands or putting back it's pretty much like putting back into the community right yeah like back into the nature it's helping protect your future right it's i don't really know like the actual like word or whatever but it's you're, you're doing it for yourself you're putting back in into it you're, you're basically putting back in what you're taking out yeah it's pretty much and and more with, with and more, hunting right. it's like population control i mean if you have too many deer or something like that, they can just wipe out gardens and like things like that. It's like their, their deer can actually ruin a lot of stuff because they just take it out. And like, look at the, like some farmers, they get nuisance permits and all that cause it's ruining their crop, which if their crop is ruined, you ain't gonna get that in your grocery stores. Right. No farms, no food, pretty much nowadays. Absolutely. Because there's so many people that just rely on grocery stores. They don't right. rely on growing for themselves or going out and getting their own meat. For sure. I mean, it's that's what today's society is losing. Honestly, is right the fact of trying to provide for yourself and relying on everything, everything else, like relying on handouts and all this other bullshit. Right. No, I hear you, and. You know, that's that's definitely a good way to kind of sum up what we're talking about here. And we're going to kind of move forward. But one of the things that I feel like kind of plays a part of this as to what we're just talking about is, you know, my future plans compared to a lot of people from back home. So I know in previous episodes, we've kind of talked about how, you know, there's this kind of sense from back home that I've experienced over the last several years that people have a tendency to kind of settle. Right. And for whatever reason, 
you know, that seems to be more of a popular situation the most. But the thing is, at the end of the day, is that's not necessarily a bad thing. All right. It's, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, for certain people, the fact of the matter is, is that college is not for everybody. Right. And you have to be able to realize that as a fact. And, you know, just because you don't go to college doesn't mean that you can't make yourself successful in whatever realm it is or whatever career path you decide to take. And, you know, for myself, obviously, I took the, the kind of traditional safish path with college, right? And I'm getting ready to graduate and I'm going to go on in a professional setting and, you know, kind of live that life. However, I would argue that my two, my two friends here um, didn't necessarily take that path, right? I mean, Kyle went to college, he got a degree. Um, Ames decided that, oh shit, I said your last name. My no, I don't mind. But Austin, Austin took that, um, that route. He decided that he was going to go to college and, you know, he gave it a shot and he decided, you know, fairly quickly that wasn't for him, but now he's in a position where he's been able to rack up quite a bit of money over the last several years while I've been in college and he's getting to the point to where, you know, probably in the next year or so, he's going to be able to make some serious financial investments in a home and some land and some property and those kinds of things, which I'm not going to be able to do uh, because I'm going to be paying back fucking student loans. Um, but with that being said, I just want to kind of open the floor up to these two guys and give them a chance to kind of explain, you know, what their future plans are and what their kind of mindset was, you know, post high school and then with their experiences with college and then just kind of go from there. So Kyle, I'll open it up to you. Yeah. Um, kind of hit the nail on the head there, but you know, like Pete was saying, I went, I guess I, I can say Austin and I, we, we lived together. Um, one semester or one semester. At, one uh, semester. We, we, uh, we both went to Paul Smith college up in the uh, Northern Adirondack region the in booms. New York. And it, I'll be straight honest with everybody. That's a fucking horrible college. It is a fucking <laughs> dump. It's fucking horrible. Austin Ooh. went, you know, he went for a semester and, you know, realized, you know, what I'll, you know, you can speak for yourself on that. You know, you did what you did and I ended up staying for fucking four years and got a degree in natural resource conservation and management. And funny thing is, you know, I spend all that money to go there and I'm not using my degree one single fucking bit. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking land surveyor now and, Granted, it's a decent job. You know, I don't mind it. I like it. You get a lot of cool experiences. You get to travel. You get, I'm doing shit that, you know, we we're just talking about kind of bring it back with the honey, you know, I'm going out there and I'm, I'm establishing the, establishing uh, new wetlands, um, like government wetlands, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, for habitat for animals or whatever. But yeah, I spent fucking four years there and a lot of money <laughs> to use a degree. I'm not even, you know, that doesn't correlate to my job one bit, but yeah, I mean, awesome. But there. once, but once you get past that, though, like, what would be your more ideal scenario? My, you know, kind of like a dream scenario. I went to college with the intentions of becoming, you know, an ECO officer, you know, environmental conservation officer, mm-hmm. game warden, you know, you know, in a sense, um, forest ranger, that type of environmental, I guess, law enforcement, I guess you can call right. it. Um, just the demand right now is not, you know, there. Yeah, this so, fucking bullshit virus doesn't help, but yeah, exactly. It, you know, academies aren't open, as as far as I know. Right. But what about you? What do you What do you think? You know, following high school, following college, even your you know your one semester there, where do you think yeah. that's kind of led you to, and and where do you want to go moving forward? I mean, like we've said, I only went to, for one semester. I had the intentions of like Kyle being a conservation officer, 
after about halfway through the semester, I said, well, I mean, I worked for the town for the summer and they said there is a job opportunity if it doesn't work out. And it wasn't working out for me because I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to the books and all that. And so I was like, well, I got that. It's a decent job. You get benefits and all that. It's There is a lot of bullshit to it, but I mean, it's not bad work. It can be monotonous sometimes. But it's honest can, work. It can be tiresome, but it's it's honest work. And it pays real well. There's some days I regret quitting <laughs> college, but I don't regret regret only having to pay back two grand in student loans. So right. I, I will no, say that's, that. That's and big. I, no, I, I'd say you did probably the one semester you were there, yeah. I'd say we got the full college experience. In oh, yeah. you guys I did fuck off full, quite a bit. Full college experience. I remember yeah. the few times you guys that. would hit me up on the fucking the FaceTime or Snapchat. You guys were you guys are pretty deep into the sauce, so you guys, oh, yeah. you guys find a way to have a good time. Going to hall meetings, fucking caught. <laughs> Full fucking loaded. Yep. Listen to the RA lecture you and you're fucking seeing about four of them. Twitch, yeah. Twitch is, that school was funny because there, it was, it was, like, a fucking there was literally, joke. you had two groups of people. It was a complete opposite. You had people that were like, I'm gonna say flower children you know like hippies and all that they're right. they're all for the nature and all that and then you right. had like us your outdoorsmen like your i mean that's what paul smith was it was either you went for hotel management or it was like conservation National officers conservation. Or, or forestry and you mix those two and it's just like it's an odd group. It's an odd yeah. group. Yeah, it it is, is an odd group. It's very yeah. diverse. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the college was diverse in a unique sense. Yeah. Well, it, it was, you go there for forestry and environmental, like, you know, what we did, or you go there for culinary, sustainability, kind of, I guess just sustainability kind of went in, in the middle, mm-hmm. but like forestry and environmental. And then you had culinary and fucking hotel management. Right. And that is an odd group to mix together. The one thing I will brag about the college, well, I guess two things, is it's the largest, I believe, it's the largest campus in the country with 14,000 acres. It's a lot ones. of acres. There was a lot so of acres. Acreage-wise, it's it's the biggest campus in the nation. But if you go and look at it, we have three buildings, three academic buildings and a library. Yeah. And a handful of dorms. The, the campus itself I mean, is not very big. No, you, the land they own is yeah, yeah pretty fourteen thousand. And I mean that's pretty sick. But you guys can also kind of talk about the fact that you guys were in a pretty unique situation where like you guys can like well you can hunt on that property yeah, right. Yeah, and you can bring your own like uh, ATVs, boats, and shit. You guys can fish. We're one of the only college. There's a few. One of the few colleges that has an on-campus armory yep. under one of the gyms. So you I mean, that's bring, crazy. That's could, sick. Yeah, you could bring you could bring two long guns, whether it be a shotgun and a rifle, and then you could bring a bow, and then, you know, your ammo can. But, you know, they're professional about that. You had to... Everything was locked you, up. You, you had to check up. it in and out. And you had to get escorted in by campus safety and, you know, everything like that. So they were good and professional about it. Um and then, like I said, you know, I had 14,000 acres that the campus owned. And I think you could hunt 12,000 or close to 12,000 acres of it. That's crazy. So, I mean, that's a yeah, fuckload of land. because the campus was on the rest of it. That's about all that was. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the other things real quick, I, I don't mean to cut you off, no, that's all right. but one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about is like, we never kind of quite got to what your dream scenario yeah. would be. Oh. Like, so in a perfect world, if everything worked out exactly how you perf- wanted it to be, what would you be doing? What would your future look like? In a perfect world, perfect world. My dream would be to have a nice hobby farm mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind being a bull hauler at one point in my life okay because i think they are one of the most badass motherfuckers out there okay because who else is gonna load up a hundred full testosterone born bulls and they're jacked up that they're are, pissed that are off. jacked up you got about a two thousand pound animal and you're that load, doesn't want to load, deal with any of your shit loading them in a trailer mm-hmm. and then you got to move it around in a trailer while you're hauling them across the country and okay just it's bull haulers are the ultimate truckers i think no that'd be badass i hear you that's that's pretty wild that's not anything i want to be fucking with and and i will say i mean i got my class b and all that i plow roads and right i I think i think our truckers are high up here on most respected people i would say personally i mean there's probably people out there that say oh they're a bunch of assholes and all that, but if you don't, if you think about it, there's where, a bunch of where, shit that other people don't want to do. Where would society be if it wasn't for the truckers? Right. Where would I mean, society be if there wasn't for the farmers? Honestly, no. Even just sticking with truckers, like you could think about it in a situation like we're getting ready to let this fucking vaccine for the coronavirus potentially go out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who's gonna di- who's gonna distribute that to people? It's going to be your fucking exactly. truckers. Everybody right? ain't going to be driving to Washington, right. D.C. That's not how it works. So wherever these fucking like manufacturing that. companies are, you know, we're going to have to have a lot of truckers that are in very, like, important, essential, you know, very short kind of time periods be able to get these products to people. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, there's, I mean, that would be delayed severely. However, however many people were able to get that to, you know, in X amount of time. Yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying and the fact that they're like very essential people. Like people don't people don't actually consider how important they are in their ability to get, you know, all these products that we consider essential on a daily basis to, you know, the tiny places like us even. Yeah. You know, we're not a very popu- populated area by any means, but we still rely on those people to get those products to us that we consider essential exactly. on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis. So I think there's a lot of value in what you're saying as far as like people should have a greater sense of respect for these people, you know, fucking driving, you know, hours on end to get the shit that we need daily. So I think one of the things we can talk about moving forward and and we'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd be pretty bad if we didn't at least touch on this a little bit is politics. Now this could go, you know, a variety of different ways. And we're going to try and shoot as straight down the middle as we can. Um, but I think, you know, before getting into this, obviously we're at a point now where we know the result of the election. You know, Biden is going to be the next president of the U.S. Trump is in a position where he is trying to, you know, do whatever he can to recount the votes, to try and get people to, you know, basically do whatever he can to try and swing the vote in his favor. Right. But I think a lot of people at this point, and, you know, if you're somewhat realistic, you should know the fact that um, Biden won. Whether you want to admit the fact that he did it fair or not, 
Biden won. And I think the biggest thing moving forward is that a lot of people need to accept that. And you need to get to a point to where you can be, you can say that you hope that he does the best for us as an entire country as a whole. You might not agree with his political affiliation. You might not agree with, you know, some of the stances that he's put forth. But one of the things that happened when Trump won is we as a party, like the conservative party, the Republican party, right? We were in a position where, you know, it had been four, no, eight years actually, where Obama had been in office. And I feel like as, you know, a group of people that traditionally supported more conservative people, we were very, maybe not very good is the word, but we were accepting of the fact that, you know, this is our president, we might not like the results of what happened, but we hope that he does the best for our country as a whole. We hope that he does the best, you know, for our troops overseas. He does the best for us as a country economically. And I think that is something that has lost a lot of sight in, you know, the last four years, especially in the last year. With all the crazy shit that's gone on, I feel like a lot of people are trying to just, you know, reach out and attack people for whatever reason. Just because, you know, they might not necessarily have anything going on in their life with the virus or with all the other crazy shit that's going on. It's like they literally have nothing else to do. Right. And this is what they are trying to, you know, spend their time on. And I think a lot of people want to feel like they have a voice, even if it's not necessarily something that anybody's going to listen to. But I mean, I feel like to some extent, it's kind of a fair thing to honestly to recognize and to kind of not necessarily put on a pedestal, but I feel like recognize is the, is the, the right way to describe it. So with that being said, I want to kind of get your guys' opinions on, you know, everything that's going on in the political realm. Obviously we've all, we know what's going to happen moving forward. Right. And, you know, from, from my perspective, from being somebody that's traditionally more conservative, I'm in a position now where Biden won, Right. He's going to be going in office coming the start of the year. And for my sake and for everybody's sake, for everybody else's sake, I hope that he makes the best decisions for us as a country to be as successful, as powerful, as profitable, as, you know, as on and on as the list as it goes, as positive as we can be. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I'm Trump 2020 all the way. I mean, I was all for Trump. I, I thought his he, he did a pretty good job, but I mean there was people out there that just didn't like him. So everything he did, they hated. Yeah. But I mean, I accept the fact that Biden's our president. My life's gonna go on every day like it has been the last twenty three years. Right. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, though, if you actually think about this, this is one of the other things I want to talk about. Is so Biden won, right? And over the course of the next four maybe even eight years, if he gets reelected, how much, if he lives that long, how much in your life is actually going to be affected by the decisions that he makes, realistically? It it, it all depends. If he's smart, it doesn't try to actually just come at, like, us. I mean, because there's rumors of them wanting to take away our rights to own firearms and all that. Right. I mean, this, this. And I've heard those rumors. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, all, all I can say is we have that that right. 
and I feel it's not going to get too enforced. And my this is my belief mm-hmm. because the cops out there, I don't think are going to want are going to say, yeah, I'm going to go try to take somebody's firearm away from them, right? Because that is either the potential of them getting killed because. My Second Amendment right is my Second Amendment right. Absolutely. If they say, if they pull in my driveway and say they're gonna, they're confiscating my guns, you'll be better bring a body bag, or multiple. It's gonna be a shit. Story. I am gonna say that. It's. Uh, and that's I'm, fine. You can say I'm, that. I'm not like I that. I feel like you're not out of the, you know, you're not out of your rights of being able to say that, because that I mean that's literally the Second Amendment of the Constitution. That's that's what I'm saying. So. I mean, I mean, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but when you start really trying to alter everything that has been done in this country, it's it's like what the hell, right? I mean, I hear you. All these like these people protesting and like and rioting and all this other shit because they're getting butt hurt, their feelings are getting hurt. Right. So one of the other things that I kind of want to bring up real quick before. I give you a chance to, to respond is um, I recently heard a, an argument. It was fairly, fairly public, but um, so one of the big differentiators between cities and very rural areas like ours is the fact that, you know, say you're in a situation where somebody breaks into your house, is trying to rob you. Right. And, you know, they're potentially holding you at gunpoint in your own home. Just think about that for a second as if it's us in a situation where, you know, our next closest neighbor might be could potentially be a mile or more away from us. Right. And, you know, if that's the case, you're not, you're in a situation where if you need to try and rely on law enforcement, by the time you call them and they get to your house, it's going to be way past too late. Oh, right. So that's one of the thing I think that people in the city don't necessarily think of so much is why all these people in the, in the, you know, the urban areas or not the urban areas, you know, the, the less dense areas, the less populated areas, the farming areas, they're big sticklers on being able to have their second amendment protected because it's to be able to protect themselves and their family and, you know, all the things they own and the things that they are legally able to own um, from people that are, you know, not in a stable mental position. Well, not, not even that, the people that are just out to do, you know, harm that are out to do things for the wrong reason. Um, you know, you should have the ability to be able to protect yourself from those individuals. And you can't necessarily rely on law enforcement to be there within, I mean, even 10 minutes, but if you're in a situation where you're in a city, New York city, for example, if you're, if you live in an apartment in New York city, there's a pretty good chance that you call the cops and NYPD is within a block, or two. a block or two away from you. And they can respond to that situation and potentially be able to help you, you know, before shit goes south. Um, but that's just not the case out here. And I mean, that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people need to truly consider. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of people don't. But I digress. Getting back to the fact, um, I, I kind of what we talked about before is as far as accepting the fact where Biden's going to be our president and trying to hope that he does the best for us as a country. You know, what would you have to say based on that? Well, I mean, I, 
I first saw this saying when Trump got elected, it could have been a saying well before that. I don't know. The best way to look at it is if you don't support Trump winning, you know, at the time in 2016, if you didn't support him winning and hoping that he failed as a president, that's like being on a fucking plane and hoping the pilot, you don't like the pilot. So you hope he, he fails at flying the plane. Yeah. Well, I mean, what fucking sense does that make? I mean, yeah, I hope Donald Trump fails as a president. He's leading the fucking country you're living in. Right. How that doesn't make any fucking any logical sense. And that's like that, saying that's like saying you want everything to go south for you. Exactly. Essentially, because yeah. it's just, just going to directly affect you mm-hmm. and future generations. You know, and I I think that applies to this election going on. Yeah, don't agree with Biden or you know stuff he's you know plans to do. I didn't. He wasn't my candidate. But, but for me to say, well, I hope he fails as a president makes no fucking sense. Right. I mean, why would I want the leader of the country do a fucking shitty job and affect me, the yeah. only friends for future generations? It right. just, it, I don't know. I guess that's the best way I can kind of put it without getting too far in depth because I'm going to go off on a tangent and it's probably right. won't end well. But no, that's fair. You know, yeah, we don't need to get too fired up. <laughs> no. And one of the other things, too, is like, I feel like regardless of what political side you're on, one of the biggest issues is nobody can seem to meet in the middle. Right. Yeah. The country's so fucking divided. It's now. so it's, divided. It's, it's wicked. But the thing is, is, it's not even the people's fault. Like, as a society, we kind of exist to disagree with each other in general. Right. That's kind of the nature of human beings. You know, we disagree with each other. We debate those topics. And we come together to try and figure out whatever, you know, a viable solution may be. But with that being said, it's pretty, pretty fucked that the leaders of our country can't even do that. Like they can't even sit in a room together and create some sort of compromise to try and meet in the middle to say, hey, you know, if if this is something you really are hell bound on and, you know, you're not going to give up any ground in this, um, you know, how can we compromise to meet in the middle so that, you know, you get some of what you want. We get some of what we want. I mean, we can't even do that. And these are fucking grown adults who have been in politics for years on end now. And we can't even do that. It's like, I feel like I could just pick Joe Blow from fucking down the street to potentially have better negotiation skills than some of these politicians. And, you know, with the virus, with everything associated with it, with the social justice issues, I feel like this is not a time to be as divided as we are as a country, regardless of what your political affiliation is. Um, this is really a time where we need to be able to, like I said, compromise and you know find a way to get back to those traditional ways in which the country was set up to be, you know, mm-hmm. one of the best countries, one of the most free countries, so that you can, you know, live your life in a way that pe- other people can't interfere on and other people can't you know, try and control the way in which you live. And, you know, right now it it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. So, you know, I'm hopeful that moving forward, hopefully Biden and and the people that he selects to his team can try and find a way to get people to start fucking getting along. Um, I agree with that 100%. And it doesn't have to be 100% our way. It doesn't have to be 100% their way. We just have to get to a point to where we can actually sit down in a room and have some cooperation, even have a conversation like the political leaders can't even have a conversation. 
that, that's the problem. That's the craziest thing. And that's that's what they're elected to do. They're elected to represent us. They're not elected to represent, you know, whatever it is that they believe or whatever their party believes or whatever, whoever the fuck's exactly. paying them yeah. to believe. Their whole role is to represent the people that vote them into fucking office. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. But they can't even do that. No. Regardless of what party. It doesn't matter if you're fucking Democrat or Republican. They both suck ass at doing it right now. Pretty much. And I, personally, my belief is I think we ought to just wipe the slate clean and start over. What do you think the yeah. found, our founding fathers would have fucking oh my would God. say or think well, they came back today? That's the thing. I mean, here here we go. We're trying to break off from Britain way back when. and Right. Because we, we, they were trying they, to control were, everything we did. Exactly. And, and now the government's we in a position for, where they're kind of doing the same thing. It's it's getting that way. And it's and I, mean, I don't I don't want to be in a position where we're in a fucking civil war. I don't think anybody wants that. I mean personally I don't want that, but that'd just be a shit show for everybody. If like it comes as much to time, as it comes to time, I mean as unfortunate as that would be, yeah, there is some truth to that. And well I'm not, that brings back to earlier when we were saying about hunting. There's people that know how to provide for themselves, and there's people, people that work with handouts. So I hate to say it, but keep that in mind. Keep yeah. that in mind. I don't think it's going to be much of a civil war if they really want to go at it. But no, I hear you. I hear you for sure. It's just a it's a very unfortunate situation that we find ourselves in. I think um, you know we're in a position where we don't need leader that's trying to constantly divide us, but we need somebody that's trying to bring us together regardless of their political affiliation. Um, and I think that honestly, all the candidates that were offered to us were not the best at doing that. Um, whichever way you look at it, I think we could have, you know, of all the people that exist in this country, I think there could have been a lot better options in both political spectrums that could have been somewhat better at trying to unite us through all the shit that we're going through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and hopefully, you know, lead us in a better direction. But, um, you know, moving forward, we'll kind of get on the last little uh, group of topics here. So we've got a few things written down. Yeah, you got a couple. So we'll go ahead. We'll get into uh, guns and I'll let you guys just go wherever you want to go with that. Um, and it's completely up to you guys because you two are definitely the guns guys. I have I have a little bit, a little bit of gun knowledge, but uh, oh well. I mean, if we're talking that kind of gun, maybe I'll know a little bit more. But anyway, these are forward. all natural. No, nah, I mean much, same. Ain't much gym guns. Oh here. my god. Anyway, um, let's talk about it. What are your What are your thoughts on? Uh, I guess we don't need to go too much into gun laws, but just like, what What do you guys? What are you guys excited about? What do you guys like? What do you? What are the best things that you guys have? Uh, I'll start off. There's a big ammo shortage going on, so if anybody knows where you can get a bunch of ammo, you know, send a send a DM on Instagram to absolutely hit me up. This yeah, one's for you. Yeah. So give us a little bit of it help. You know, we're we're running real real dry up here I mean, in that, New York. So that's one of our pastimes up here is just going out and. Shooting, shooting shit. targets and all that, but you Blowing can't do that up. because you don't, you can't find ammo. I mean, yeah. even I do that. Exactly. I don't, I don't really I hum, but that, that's one of the things it's, I do. Shoot fun. exploding it, it targets in my backyard. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, but fuck, no ammo. So anybody knows any good hot spots or something like that, send a send, for sure. Send a DM. What else you got? What else you got in guns? Got? Oh, I don't know. You? Anything? 
what do you what do you really like what do you glad you have what would you wish you could have i mean i wish i could have a lot more. yeah I wish a, lot, I a lot more than what you got but i don't make that kind of money i'm not dan bilzerian over here but. <laughs> well you yeah. part of it probably you'd have to move out of new york unfortunately oh yeah well that, that'd be one but i need to find something else to get rich like he does i'm not that good at card games so all right that's yeah. fair i mean that like that goes back to you know ultimate future you know future yeah. plans you know i just gotta win the lottery multi-millions there whatever the fuck well, it's called be, and i'd be good problem is we ain't gonna get that because money goes the money it's simple as that money goes the money so moving on the next thing we got here is beer so i'm drinking miller white austin's drinking bush heavy that's right and kyle is drinking peebs yeah, a little bit of PBR. If any representative from exactly. Paps is listening to this, you know, get a hold I mean, of the, me. the, the Jenny likes pretty good too. Oh I'm my God. These, these, these guys just don't understand it. Well, Jenny Light is pretty good. I mean, I go to school in Rochester, so I know all about the Jenny Light. It's and it's dog shit. I'm going to wow. say dog the, shit. The, the cream ale, they're wasting their money making. Cream ale is a joke. That's it's, it's just bad. But I go Jenny Heavy. I'm <laughs> good with the Jenny Light. I go Jenny Heavy. All right, so if it wasn't Jenny, what would your first choice be? Oh, PBR. PBR. PBR every day, please. I was born on Bush, but, I mean, I do like my blue light. Blue light, I feel like, at least for us guys up here, if you don't – if somebody shows up with a 30-rack blue light, you're not going to be too upset about it. No. Across the board. Like, it doesn't matter who you talk to up here. We're that close to the border. I feel the Canadians can make some pretty decent beer. Molson's pretty Molson, good, yeah. too. I, my, I love Molson. Molson. I really like Molson. It's fucking good shit. It is more expensive, so I'll yeah. stick to my Bosch. But if it's going to be a little bit of an extra occasion, somebody gets some blue light or some Molson, I'm not upset about it. No. no that's I don't not, think anybody would. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. No. Exactly. Everybody likes the Molson. Well, you know. But if you guys were trying to go for a beer that, uh, you know, you could spend however much, you know, money wasn't a, wasn't an issue, what would you go for? PBR in a bottle. Jesus Christ. Hey, I, oh, you can't fucking beat it. You can't find it, though, either. I'm going to stick to my Bosch. PBR in a bottle any day of the week. So the thing is, is if it was me answering this question, I would say something about, a you know, some sort of craft beer, well, yeah. you know, something along those lines, but... That's you can you went to RIT. I mean, that's a little part of it, but you can hear slash see who I'm talking to. So it makes sense. So we'll move on to the next thing. This is definitely a, a subject that I am nowhere near as versed in as these two. Um, we're talking about dip. We're talking about chewing tobacco. We're talking about, uh, you know, whatever it is that you guys like to divulge in for some nicotine. You know, I think the only way we can talk about this is if you threw one in. No, not right now. I'm not going to try it. Yeah. The old Copenhagen is never. I mean, I've tried it. I haven't tried that, but I've tried it. None of that pussy skull shit, though. Fuck. Big, I can see you being a big school berry type of guy. You know oh, what I mean? like a berry? A skull berry. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, I can see. That would be something for you. Yeah, I don't know cope, about that. Cope straight. That's the way to go. So, in the last the last time I, I did a little bit of that was um grizz green no winter green pouches i know you guys aren't big on pouches no well i mean he he, I he used to he used to be then who him yeah well yeah when i had that's the only thing i could chew was pouches when i had a broken jaw no that's true so i i was on pouches for a long time i went back to long cut 
No, it's just Copenhagen straight. Jesus. Wonka. Oh, what do you? What's your go-to shoe? I don't really have a go-to shoe. I switch it up all the time just for different. I mean, I go from Cope Winter Green to Grizz Green to Cope Matt, Cope Straight. And every every once in a while, I like go get good old just the old Leaf Red Man or. Yeah. Beach knot or something like that. Levi Garrett. Well, the good thing is we're in a situation where the res isn't that far away, so you can get pretty much whatever you want for a pretty yeah. pretty good price. Uh, prices, in bulk. prices are going uh, up. I was really? say, the prices yep. are going I mean, up. I they, haven't been to the res in literally like two three years. They, so it's it's actually gone up significantly. But it's still better than what you can get here. Um, it depends what you drive. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. That's it, I mean, like back in the day, you know when. You guys really didn't when we were chew in high or school. anything like that, you know. And I was chewing, and you guys were begging to go in the casino. Yeah, yeah, it was worth it to me because I just rode with you guys while you right. were to the casino, and I got a couple. You rode the man van. Yeah, the man van. Fucking man van. Stop at Taco Bell on the way home. Oh my fuck god, yeah. that was yeah. a pussy pounder. I'll tell you that. The fucking man van. Oh, oh my god. Drop the back seats there, and you're good to go. Woo! No wonder why the struts are rotten. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to uh, the next best topic, which is whiskey. So whiskey as a whole, I'm, I tend to be a bit more of a, a bourbon guy. Yeah. I feel like you guys definitely are probably Ooh. too. Scotch, I don't know if you guys have dabbled with scotch at all. Ooh, I don't like fun. it at all. Um, you know, we could go, I love my DeSarone. DeSarone is yeah, good yeah, shit. Good. What kind of whiskey is that, yeah. you know? It's like an Ita- I think it says Italian liqueur. So it's Whatever not truly a whiskey, means. technically. I don't think it's a whiskey. It's, what are you throwing in a hammer? Pretty, Would you just on. look at that? Throw a horseshoe in. Just a little one. I mean, no, it's just a little guy. Throw a scent to a horseshoe in. But anyway, Disarano, good shit for sure. But if we're talking whiskey, you know, what are you guys? What are you guys thinking? Well, number one is Jim Bean. Yeah. You mean Jack Daniels? Jack Daniels number two. I, bad experiences with Jack Daniels, though, I will say that. <laughs> and both of you guys know that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Although it's number one. But I'm, I pretty much just stick to Jack and Jim. And Diesel every now and then. Bird Dog's pretty good. Bird, dog's, bird good. dog's pretty good. I what's, have that. what's that fucking, what's the, uh, what's the peanut butter one? Screwball. Screwball. What's that? See, I, is that whiskey? It's, it's peanut butter whiskey. That's, I, that's a, good I'm shit. Big, I love that shit. I'm a big fan of the screwball. Oh, that's, that's good that. stuff. That's like a quick quick sip. Yeah, that's that's thing. how you get drunk pretty fucking fast. That's not something you It's like 35% alcohol. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah, it is. Trying to go out and have a good time. So, Jack is not your number one. No, nope, definitely Jim. Jim. Stick with the if we're being specific, Jim Bean Maple. So is that a cost thing or is it a just overall? Just overall, I think. I, I just, the gym has a better, oh, I mean, better I, taste. I think. It, than it Jack Daniels. I think it does. So I if you're drinking, if you're drinking regular Jim Beam compared to regular, just normal old number seven Jack Daniels. Oh, I'll Jim tell you, Beam. I'll hammer, hammer Jim Beam straight. Okay. Yeah. More before Jack Daniels. I will to say be that. to be completely honest, I don't feel like I have a preference to one or the other. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to go with you guys now. I mean, I, I know I love Jim Beam Maple. That uh, that holds a special place, special place in the heart. Uh, yeah, had a few too many, few too many long nights uh, with the Jim Beam Maple. But um, 
Yeah, it'll hold a special I mean, place. There were some good mornings back in high school <laughs> with the Jim Bean Maple. I will say that. Put a little bit in your coffee. Yeah. Hold up the coffee cups and head into first period. Mint. I can't economics or I can't believe the weekends after we had that you guys would fucking show up with that shit. I mean, I can, but I can't. And it was hilarious. So we'll move on to the last thing we got on this list is music. So I'm a country music guy, but. You're pop country. Yeah, he's he's there. It is. I didn't even have to say it. It's the new country. It's the new wave. Yeah. It's a new wave of country music. But I do enjoy older country. I enjoy 80s country. I enjoy 90s country. Probably not the level that these two do, but I enjoy all of it. Um, so what do you what do you guys think about today's country? It's fucking horrible. It's fucking, it is. Garbage. fucking horrible. It's not country. I mean, it, it might as well start comparing it to goddamn Nicki Minaj. All right, I, that's I mean, that's a little much. It, I mean, it's pretty much getting up there. I, I, I hate to say it, it's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That that's all you have to say. That's what I got to say about that. You, you ain't going to beat Hank Jr. You ain't going to beat Willie Nelson. You ain't going to beat Johnny Cash. Yes, you are. <laughs> right down there, there, that's enough from the peanut gallery. Uh, it's, it, it's, it ain't country anymore. Yeah, all right. So hear me out. If you had to pick one country artist from, you know, now, from now. that was your favorite, who would who would it be? Tyler Childers. Yep. Yep. You too? That's who you'd pick? Yeah. Kyle? He's up there. Him. Uh, I like Upchurch. Oh, yeah, he's... I do like Upchurch. Up yeah, okay, Church, okay, Church hold on, but you can't say he's guy. true country because he does a lot of, like, the hip-hop shit. Hip-hop shit. He he does dabble in that, but... What do you mean he dabbles? Up. That's his, like, primary I'm, identity. I'm say, there's, uh, there's a couple that he doesn't... Upchurch is all around. Like, he, he can do... He's he can do, country, like, a good country. He can do the hip-hop. He can do rock. Mm-hmm. He, he can... He's actually... He's, like... What's the word there? Versatile. Ver- versatile. Yeah. Versatile. Versatile. He, yeah. he can do all that, and he does a pretty good stand-up job. Cody Jenks. Cody Jenks is very good. good. I don't even know how to describe him. He's um, he's kind of like a, a folk, folk kind of country, hippie kind of pretty unique vibe. But if you guys had to give your, your next, like, I don't know. So, so if you both agree on Tyler Childers as your number one, who would you give as your two and three? Because that is as far as new artists go. I don't know. No, no, you had to. If you had to, even if you don't listen to a lot of new shit, I don't. I really don't. Even if you don't listen to a lot of new shit, who would you, if you, if if I was holding a gun to your head, you know, and you had to list your top three, you know, new country guys from the last five, five to eight years, obviously Luke Combs. Okay, number two. I'd say that. Like, actually? Like, do you actually yeah, play I mean, Luke Combs? I, I like Luke Combs okay. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, he says. Certain songs. Number three? You have a number three? I really don't. Like I say, I don't really listen to a lot of the newer stuff. All right, so what would do? Not new country, but who would your number three be in general? See, that's hard. You got to give me that's one. Hard. Gun to your head. Life in the line. What do you got? I'm going to have to stick with Hank. Hank, Hank Jr. Hank Jr. Okay, what do you got? Two, three. Two and three. I'm like Whiskey Myers. He's up there. Okay. All um, right, so number three. 
going through my playlist right now because I just can't think. Jesus Christ. Johnny. Johnny Cash good. Johnny Cash, yeah. I feel like, is a very good one. Johnny I, I, I would, he is, he's top yeah. five for me. Um, Colt Ford. I really like Colt Ford. Jesus Christ. I Colt Ford is pretty good. I like him. Yeah. Right. Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson's good. No. I don't know. My playlist changes quite a bit. All right. Well, we'll wrap right it up with, with music right there. But um, we're getting to the point where we got to wrap this shit up. We've been at it for quite a while, boys. I'm pretty impressed with, with how well this has gone. Um, but the one last thing I want to get to, um, you know, is there anything else that you guys want to discuss? Any last topic that any last topic that either of you two want to talk about real quick? Um, I'll kind of leave these last few minutes up to you guys. I don't know, Austin. You got anything off the top of your head right now? Not it can be cool quick. Whole lot, but go ahead, throw your two uh, cents in there. Whatever you want. All I can say is, is we one, we got to get get our the goddamn future, the kids. We gotta get them more outside and away from the phones, the video games, the TV, and all this other shit. Get them outside. Get them outside. All right. What do you got? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. And discipline, parents. You gotta start disciplining your kids. Get get them to respect you. I'm gonna tell you what. I I see it every day. I see kids talking back to their mothers and all that. I, I hear shit that these kids say to them. If I said that to my mother, I would get my ass jacked. Yeah, yeah you would. I, would I know get, your mother. I would get my ass <laughs> I know your fucking mother. Yeah, that's the truth. It, even my father. I also know your father, yeah, and, and I feel like that's more than the truth. But, yeah. all right, what do you got? I don't know. I don't, I don't know now. If you had to leave the people with, you know, a couple, couple few words of advice, what would you leave them with? Uh, drink more PBR, chew more coke, and buy, buy more guns. Buy more guns? Just not the ammo. I need more ammo. All righty. That's all we got, boys. Listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in for this episode. Like I said, I never thought this would happen, but uh, I'm very glad that it did. And hopefully at some point, if this goes over as, as, as well as I hope it does, we can have these guys on for part two. I would love nothing more than to do that. Um, and maybe... You know, even if that goes well, it can be uh, every, you know, three to six months kind of thing. Have the boys on, have a little bit of an update. I think that'd be a lot of fun. You know, even if you guys don't like it, I might do it anyway. But um, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for all your support. Um, you know, if you want to help us out, give us a follow on Instagram. This one's for you pod. You can check us out on basically anywhere you, you stream any sort of podcast. Um, you know, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the places to get your, your podcasts, um, give us a subscription, uh, give us a follow, give us a review, anything you can do to help us out. I really appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for listening guys. I, I really appreciate it. Take care.